Hi there, working homeschool mom. This is Charlotte from Charlotte Jones 24-7 and My Little Homeschool. And this is episode number 113 of the Striker Balance podcast for working homeschool moms. As it's February the 29th, I have to apologize that I'm going to give into my love of puns. So let's leap into this episode. Sorry. <laughs> Today I'm talking to Elan Page from Homeschool Our Way. She helps families of color who are considering homeschooling to start to figure out the messy beginning, to take those first steps with confidence. She's also passionate about making sure that families of color feel represented in all aspects of homeschooling. Elan has such a wonderfully positive outlook on homeschooling, and it really is a joy to listen to her. And I'm sure you're going to enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. But before we get to the episode, I'd be ever so grateful if you could rate, review or subscribe to the podcast or you could forward this episode to a mom of color or a family of color who are thinking about homeschooling so that they can feel confident and take those first steps on their homeschooling journey. Thank you so much and enjoy the episode. Hi there, and welcome to the Striker Balance podcast for working homeschool moms. This is Charlotte Jones. I'm your host, and I am a podcaster, a speaker, a writer, and a homeschooling coach, specifically for working homeschool moms. I've been homeschooling my neurodivergent twin boys since 2017, and I've been a working homeschool mom since 2017. So I know it can feel really overwhelming to keep all the balls in the air all the time. So each week, I chat about tips and strategies for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom. I cover things like time management, homeschooling, mindset, and lots of other juicy topics like that. I also speak to awesome and inspiring women who manage to juggle homeschooling and work successfully and find out what their secrets are. And I also welcome experts who can help you on your working homeschool mom journey. I have lots of ways to support you, so be sure to check them out in the show notes. You can download my time audit as your first step to managing your time better. I have a Facebook group for working homeschool moms that you can join as well. And be sure to sign up to my newsletter for weekly updates. And if you need additional support, you can join the WHM Collective, which is a supportive community of working homeschool moms where we delve deeper into topics that are going to help you thrive as a working homeschool mom. Or if you need one-to-one support, be sure to book in a session with me. I'm so excited for you to be here and I know you'll get so much value out of this episode. So let's get started. Working homeschool mom, I know how overwhelming it can be to choose a math curriculum for your homeschool. That's why I'd like to tell you about the online math curriculum we've been using for years, ctcmath.com. As far as math curriculums go, it has loads of great features that solve lots of the math issues we've had and I know a lot of homeschooling families have. Here are just a few of the many features that we really like. Questions are adaptive, which means the interactive questions change in difficulty depending on the student's ability. The program uses a smart algorithm that tracks the student's progress and delivers questions based on their exact needs. The student doesn't even know this is happening, helping them to build confidence and master math concepts. Concepts are delivered through video tutorials and summaries which are clear, complete and easy to follow. It's like having your very own teacher. This ensures your children understand something before they're asked to practice it. And then for us parents, CTC Math has extensive reports which are so valuable in monitoring your child's progress and spotting any gaps. And they offer a 12-month money-back guarantee if this curriculum is not for you and your family. CTC will provide a full refund, no questions asked. 
But I think the most important thing is a whole lot less stress when it's math time for both parents and kids. You get to outsource math with confidence and your kids get a fantastic tailor-made program that makes learning and mastering math enjoyable and positive. Visit CTC Math today to start your free trial. CTC Math is also offering you, listener, an amazing special. When you go to ctcmath.com forward slash MLH, you can get a half price discount plus a bonus six months for free. That's ctcmath.com forward slash MLH. So I'm super excited to welcome Ilan Page, who is a podcaster, coach, and founder of Homeschool Our Way. Ilan is passionate about supporting families of color as they start their homeschool journey because of the invaluable opportunities it's afforded her own family, the ability to give her two daughters one-on-one instruction, the ability to nurture their children's individual strengths and passions, and the ability to adapt both of their girls' education to their unique learning styles. Ilan believes strongly that every family should have the knowledge and resources they need to start homeschooling with confidence and clarity, and Homeschool Our Way exists to do just that. Ilan and her husband live in Dallas, Texas with their elementary age daughters. It's wonderful to chat to you again today, Ilan, and thank you so much for spending the time with me today. Thanks for having me, Charlotte. So we're going to have a very, very nice conversation today. We're going to be chatting about five ways to ensure that your children can see themselves in their education experience. I absolutely love this. But maybe before we dive into this, maybe you can talk a little bit about your family's journey into homeschooling. Why did you start? Things like that. What kind of drew you to homeschooling? Maybe we can go into a little bit more detail about that. Yeah. So interestingly, my my family's journey started during COVID, during the COVID shutdown. But what's interesting about it is my husband and I, we hadn't talked about it, but even before COVID, we had both been kind of thinking, what about homeschool? But we never said anything to, to one another. So what ended up happening is that when the kids, when the, when, when kids came home from school during COVID, you know, we started working with, at the time, we just had one elementary age daughter. She was in kindergarten, I believe. And we're working with her and we're like, this is cool. Like, this is great. And then when kids started going back to school, we really had no desire to, to send them uh, back to traditional school. So we kept homeschooling and it was a great experience. It was really, we didn't get the social aspect because again, COVID was happening, but we got the education part of it. And so that was, that was a lot of fun and really it planted the seed. It was one of those things where we enjoyed it so much. It was hard to think outside of of the homeschool realm at that point. I love that because I know for a lot of people the st- when they when they were kind of forced to homeschool it was kind of quite a traumatic experience. So you've obviously had a very very positive one. So what are some of the things that you really love about homeschooling? Yeah, no we had we really did have a a fantastic experience and I did miss one piece. So we our journey didn't just start there. So we actually, my job was really, really busy during COVID because I work in in the food industry and we were doing a lot to make sure that people were fed because a lot of folks had lost their jobs and and things like that. So I made the decision, we made the decision that the kids would go back to traditional school. That lasted for two years. 
And while it was more manageable on my end to work with the kids outside the home at school, I didn't love it at all. Because again, my brain had turned to, I was a homeschool mom, period. I was a homeschool mom. And so I didn't love not having the connection to what my kids were learning. I know with my with my big girl, who I think in the time was in the third grade, I was like, well, what is she learning? I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't get a hold of her teacher. I couldn't exactly figure out what, like the the work wasn't coming home in folders so that I kind of knew step-by-step what she was learning. I did not like that. I didn't like that at all. So we really continued homeschooling, even though my kiddos were in traditional school. And then we made the decision last school year to transition back into full-time homeschooling. And between that time and now, I've kind of figured out a better balance. You'll be proud of me, Charlotte. I figured out a better balance as a homeschool mom, as a working homeschool mom. Um, and I know we can probably talk about that later, but I, having figured that balance out, then we could kind of get back to what you were asking me. What are the things that I love? What are the things that I love about homeschooling? And I know that I saw this right away when we started during COVID. I was like, I really like being in control of what my kiddos are learning. And not from a control freak standpoint, but from the standpoint of, I want them to learn the things that are important and that align with my family's values. So we're in the US, I want them to know black history. I want them to know women's history. I want them to know the types of things that are important in our family's world. And then I also loved being able to kind of tailor the the education experiences for both of my kids because they're both very different learners, right? But I was able to kind of tailor their education for them specifically. So that was a lot of fun too. And then I think the other thing that just is so much fun to me is we get to do it as a family. And so the learning is no longer, okay, kiddos, you go off and learn somewhere else. And then you come back home and tell me what you learned. No, we're learning together. We are we are literally walking this thing out together. And that's that's a lot of fun for me too. You brought up a really good point at the beginning where you said we're kind of homeschooling when you were still at school, because I think that's a really good way because it can be quite a shock if you just go from school to, to homeschooling. And, you know, that kind of adjustment period can be really big. So that's a really good way to actually ease into homeschooling, I think. That's what we did as well. And it really made it much easier because it can be a real shock to the system. Well, so I no, I agree. And I actually, I'm so glad you brought that up because I actually, I recommend that for folks. If you're still, if your kiddos are still in the, in traditional school and you are considering homeschool, take a few, take, maybe do a few classes on out school or maybe set aside some time on like a Saturday morning to just do one lesson. Maybe you're just doing a science experiment or something where you guys can focus on one thing and do it at home so that you both, both parent and child get a feel for what this could be like, you know, if you, if you were to go into it full time. Yes, that's amazing advice. That's really, really good advice. So obviously the audience is working homeschool mom. So maybe you can talk a little bit about the concept of balance, because I know it's something that so many working homeschool moms want to know about, want to talk about and feel like they cannot kind of reach the state of equilibrium that, or they desire the state of equilibrium. And maybe it's sometimes quite hard to reach that. So what are your thoughts on that? 
Okay, so I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial for those of us who are not quite as structured as I am, but I thrive with structure. So what I mean by that is is this. It's not necessarily that each of our days looks the exact same, but it is that I know week to week and day to day what we'll be covering. So for example, I know that Wednesdays is math and reading and geography. I know that we're going to do that. And then Thursday, you know, there's there are different subjects. The reason why that helps me in terms of balance is because I'm not scrambling day to day trying to plan my days as a working mom and trying to plan my kiddos days uh, in terms of homeschool. So I might know what my day looks like. I might know I have meetings between this time and this time. And and then I, I have an open block of time. And then I know during that open block of time, that's when we'll do our math. And then I know that while I'm in meetings, that's when my kids can do their reading because that's a more quiet, silent activity that they can do on their own. So for me, it is it is knowing what is ahead and it is knowing what I'm planning for the day or for the week that keeps me balanced. Yes, that's such a good point because even though, yeah, people who are maybe have a more relaxed approach, feel like, oh, no, it's not spontaneous, but it can really reduce the mental load if you can plan a little bit, even a little bit. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, obviously it depends on what kind of personality you have, but like having an idea, like what you're having for dinner, all those kind of things just reduces the mental load and it just gives you so much space. It actually gives you freedom, doesn't it? That, that's such a good point with the, with the dinner. That's a very, very good comparison. You know, if I know that my dinners for this week are going to be spaghetti on Monday and we're going to eat leftovers on Tuesday. And then we're going to have, you know, pasta on Wednesday. This probably sounds like a really unhealthy um, (laughs) dinner menu. But the point is, the point is, if I know I'm not stressed and I'm not scrambling because more than likely I've already bought the ingredients. So they're sitting in the refrigerator. And then I also know, okay, well, I, I know that I'll cook on Monday and then we'll eat the leftovers on Tuesday. So I don't even have to worry about cooking on Tuesday. That's two days worth of mental load right there that's taken that's taken off of me. And it really is the same with knowing day to day what we're going to be covering from a from a homeschool standpoint. Again, our days aren't going to look the exact same, just like we may not eat dinner at the exact same time or you know whatever that looks like. Our days don't look the exact same, but I do know that we'll at some point <laughs> before we go to bed that night, we will have covered this information, even if we're doing it from the park, you know, during the middle of the day, because it was beautiful. And we decided that we wanted to go out and take a walk and go play. Or even if, like I said, if, if mom, if I am in a meeting, I know that the kids, there's some self-led time that they can tackle some of the work. Even if we're ebbing and flowing throughout the day, I still know that, okay, well, we, we got our work done. And so that for me brings some balance and some peace. Yes, like structured flexibility, I like to call it. Correct. You've got the structure, but it's not like, okay, at this exact minute, we will be doing this exact thing. Because I think that's what a lot of people yes. think that structure is like that. But it's kind of like time blocking. It's a very effective way to lean into the flexibility, but still have the structure. 
Agreed. So let's go back to when you started homeschooling and you were looking around for resources, speak about helping families of color to homeschool. What was that like when you were looking for things that would align with your family's values, like you said? At the time that I started kind of considering, quietly considering homeschooling, we weren't full-time homeschooling. So I was kind of doing some research ahead of time. And I joined a few homeschool Facebook groups And I was able to kind of sit back and really listen to the conversations that were happening. What are some of the resources that people are sharing? I would be able, I would have some time to kind of check them out, whether it was a YouTube channel or whether it was a set of books, whatever it might look like. I had the chance to kind of peruse it and get a feel for it first before I ever thought about, again, going full-time into homeschooling and introducing those things into my uh, into my family's learning journey. So that said, it wasn't quite as stressful when it, when we did officially start. It wasn't quite as stressful because I already had kind of a spreadsheet or kind of a, a running list of things that we could pull from. So that made it a lot easier. Yes, that's that's so important. I think just also community as well is so important when you start out finding people who are like your people can really make the the homeschooling journey and experience so much better. That's key, for sure. You are passionate about ensuring that your daughters have a well-rounded education where they see themselves represented in all aspects. So how do you actually go about doing this? I try to implement it in different ways. So if I'm looking at like a day in the life of our family or a week in the life, something like that. What are some of the different things that we will touch? And what are the, some of the different things that we'll do and that we'll experience? Where can I weave in representation within those things? So for example, we read a lot in my family. I'm, I personally am a reading, writing learner. And so it's important to me, even though I have one kid who's like more of a kinesthetic learner, and then I have one kid who is more of an auditory learner it's still important to me. Reading is just, it's fundamental, right? That's what they say. And so it's important to me to make sure that we have a library of books that are representative of who my children are. So I like for them to be able to see girls who are powerful, who are very confident. And I like for them to be able to see girls and especially girls of color who they can look at and it's just normal. They can see themselves in a book. They can they can see characters that look like them so that they don't so that it doesn't have to be in the back of their minds. Well, hold on, why does why does no one look like me? Because that will absolutely as human beings we're wired that way. We will start to think that way and we'll start to think less of ourselves if we're not able to see ourselves in the world around us. So I start with our books um, and we have quite the library collection and we're, we're forever collecting even more. So I enjoy that. And then I also like finding different types of learning materials. So just recently I found a really, really fun math activity kit and you can actually subscribe to it. It'll come to your, come to your house like once a month um, here in the U S and it's called black girl math jig. So a play on magic, but math jig. It's an activity kit of, again, math activities that really center and, and build confidence for girls, especially. And so what's really cool is that in each activity kit, there's a, um, a little booklet that teaches about a mathematician who's a woman. 
And so, and, and different, different types of careers. So she might be a professor or she might be a musician because they use lots of math and music and in music, or she might be maybe a chef because again, lots of math there too. So it's, they're learning about different careers and different spaces where mathematicians can exist. And they're learning about it from the black female standpoint. And so that, that really is a lot of fun. And again, the activities in the kit are math focused and they have a theme, but it's the, it's kind of the underlying things that, that really make the mark with representation. That's a really good point is because sometimes as a working homeschool mom, you might be short of time. It's really good to kind of group things together like that, where you can hit two or three subjects in one go. So I think that's a really, really great point that you that you brought up there. It really does save a lot of time. I love that. Yeah, no, I, I love that because to your point with the activity kit, again, you know, I talk a lot about the, the self-led learning time because that for me is very important as a working mom to be able to give my kids time that when I am unavailable, they are still productive and they are still moving forward. And so those activity kits definitely fall in line with that for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, I'd love to hear some of the other ways kids can feel represented in in the resources that they use. Sure. Yeah. Well, one of the, so this isn't necessarily a resource, but it sure was fun. So we like to take field trips, right? And one of the field trips that we took recently is to NASA. So the the space program um, in Houston, Texas. So it's a, for for us, it's about a four hour drive. So it was it was a it was a fun kind of field trip that we were able to do, you know, an overnight stay and and have a good time. But what's cool about NASA is that this particular NASA location is named after a woman named Katherine Johnson, who was one of the first and most influential black women to work with NASA. She is a again going back to mathematicians, she's a mathematician and a brilliant one at that. And so we learned about her maybe I'd say I don't know 3 or 4 years ago there's been a movie about her and then we've read certainly a lot about her in in literature and that kind of thing. But to be able to go to NASA to see her name on the building and to be able to learn more about her in a very hands-on way was was a whole lot of fun as well. So those experiences are definitely important too. And it's kind of making connections as well, which I think is such a wonderful part of homeschooling as well. You know, you read the book, you saw the movie, you see a picture of the person, you see their work in in person. I think it's so wonderful when when kids can can kind of, you know, make connections of everything that they learn in real life. Totally. And, and the thing is, again, we're all as humans, we're all different learners, like we learn differently. And so my, you know, my little one, who's the auditory learner, she may have really, really loved the movie because she's listening to the facts and, you know, that kind of thing. But my kinesthetic learner, my hands-on learner, she had a blast at NASA because there were so many hands-on activities to do. So again, looking at these different kinds of learning experiences, there's something for everyone. So I definitely like to incorporate that. Absolutely. So you touched a little bit on community. Maybe you can chat a little bit about community and how that's kind of influenced your your homeschooling journey. Yeah. So the when I was coming up, I was one of very few faces of color in my classrooms and that kind of thing as I was growing up. And that left quite an impact on me. And I don't think I really realized it until I got a little bit older. 
And I, re- I realized how lonely sometimes that felt or how misunderstood oftentimes I felt in those spaces. And when you're a kid, you really don't have the language to, to really articulate what it is that you're feeling. You just know that, okay, this feels yucky. Like sometimes you're just like, I don't, I feel like people are looking at me funny or people may not accept me um, because they're looking at the outside of me. And so I never wanted that for my kiddos. And it's not that I necessarily want them. I don't want segregation for them. I don't want them to just be around one type of people, but I do want them to feel like they can look in any direction and see someone else who has a shared experience, who looks like them, who maybe comes from a similar background, that kind of thing. And so for us, we've been able to find that in our homeschool co-op. And that's been a very, very beautiful experience, an unexpectedly beautiful experience. I was really just looking for, to your point, I was just looking for community. What I found has been so much more because, again, the families are extremely like-minded. And and again, we share the desires to teach our kids certain things and to make sure that our kids feel nurtured and 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 represented and so forth. And so because we share that mission, we're all working toward a common goal. And so that community piece has been very important. And again, it's been a really, really beautiful experience. And to your point about how that has helped me as a working mom. So I want to go back just a little bit to one of the things that I love about the homeschool experience is being able to experience this and walk this out as a family. So I am not the only one who is taking on the lion's share of work for our family. My husband is right there with me. And so what's been a lot of fun is that for our co-op, so we do have to stay, a parent has to stay with the kiddos. We So they do co-op once, once a week on Mondays. A parent does have to stay with the kiddos while they're at co-op. But my husband and I have been able to kind of trade off. Monday mornings, <laughs> for any working mom, you might know, they could be crazy, right? Like you're trying to get prepared for the week and things might be popping up already. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> Monday is Mondaying. And so what has been really cool is that my husband has really stepped in And on the Mondays that I am unable to pull myself away from work or whatever that might look like, he's right there and he's taking them. And so our family's not missing a beat because we're able to trade off in that way. So that's been really, really helpful. And again, the girls aren't, no matter how busy I am, my girls are still able to go and hang out with their friends and to be able to have that, you know, socialization time with, with our homeschool community so that it's all around for our family has been a good thing. That's awesome. Yes, I always recommend if you can find a co-op, obviously, of like, I think it's important, the like-minded people aspect, I think, because I know I yes. struggle with that here because <laughs> the people that around here are not my people at all. If you can, obviously, and it's outsourcing a little bit, which is so useful for working homeschool moms too, I think. Don't don't be afraid of outsourcing. Don't ever feel shame about outsourcing because it's good for your kids and obviously it's good for you as well. Absolutely. So just before we finish off, maybe you can tell the listeners what you are working on, anything you're excited to share, and where is the best place for everybody to connect with you online? Yeah, absolutely. So I am right now, so representation is very, very, very important to me, um, as you can probably tell. And it's an important topic. I think if you ask, especially here in the US, if you ask any family of color, 
nine times out of 10, they're going to tell you that it is top of mind for them as well. And so one of the things that I want to make sure that parents who are interested in homeschool understand is that they can weave in as much representation and as much of their family's values as they want to. And so the name of my company is Homeschool Our Way for that very purpose, because I want families to understand you can do things your way. It's okay. And so what I am working on right now is I actually, uh, this spring, I have a, in April, 2024, I have a um, course, a step-by-step online course coming out that helps families of color get started in homeschooling. And so these themes of representation are really woven throughout that just so that, again, parents can understand it doesn't have to be cookie cutter education. You can do things your way and you can incorporate the things that are important to you into your kid's education. So that's coming out, like I said, in, in April 2024. That sounds awesome. And I know that you have a a wonderful podcast series as well, where you kind of talk about those first steps that you need to take to start with homeschooling, because I know it can be so overwhelming, that beginning bit where you don't even know which steps to take. To your point, Charlotte, I know that it can be very confusing sometimes when you're starting this homeschool thing and you're and you're just trying to get your bearings. You're really trying to just understand. So I am happy to offer a, um, a short 20-minute consultation with families who are interested in just kind of talking it out a little bit and just trying to maybe put together a quick game plan to know what's next and what types of things that you can and should incorporate into your kid's education. And again, I believe that representation is is a big piece of that. So if you're wanting to talk more, I'm I'm happy to do that. And I know that you'll you'll link to where um, folks can find me and book that consultation in the show notes. Absolutely. And I think that's really, really generous to offer your time because I know, like I said, so many of the people in my community as well are just like whoop, overwhelmed <laughs> with, with all the steps. It can be overwhelming for sure. Yes, absolutely. So I think that's really wonderful. And like you said, I will definitely link that and your website in the in the show notes. It's been wonderful to chat to you, Alan, and thank you so much for spending time with me today, for speaking about your homeschooling journey and also about how to include diversity in your homeschool. Thank you so much. I know the audience is going to love this episode. Thank you for having me, Charlotte. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Please let me know what your greatest takeaway was. You can reach out to me on Instagram, at Charlotte Jones 24-7 or on my website at mylittlehomeschool.com or you could even drop me an email at hello at mylittlehomeschool.com. I'd be ever so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It will help spread the news about being a working homeschool mom and in that way we can build this wonderful supportive community together. Thank you so much for listening and until next time, take care.